This is Lawyer to Lawyer with J. Craig Williams and Robert Ambrogi, two of the top web bloggers in the legal profession. And yes, they are attorneys, one from California and one from Massachusetts, squaring off on legal news and legal observations. Lawyer to Lawyer is sponsored by Law.com, right here on the Legal Talk Network. Welcome to the Legal Talk Network. We're glad you could listen today to our program, Lawyer to Lawyer. This is Bob Ambrogi from Massachusetts. And this is Craig Williams from perhaps not so sunny a day in Southern California, a little rain. Uh, I write a blog called May It Please the Court. Bob? And I write a blog called Law Sites, another blog called Media Law, and also contribute to Legal Blog Watch on law.com. Well, today on Lawyer to Lawyer, Bob, we're going to be giving a preview of what's new in the world of tech by taking you to the 2007 ABA Tech Show taking place this week at the Sheraton Chicago Hotel and Towers. If you or your law firm's looking for the latest in legal IT, well, probably the ABA Tech Show is the place to be. ABA Tech Show continues to be one of the world's premier legal technology conferences and expositions. The three-day conference is attended by more than 1,400 people each year and produces more than 50 legal technology programs and training sessions in 16 topical tracks. Well, today we're getting a preview of the latest in tech from two experts who sit on the planning board for the ABA Tech Show and really going to be able to clue us in. Uh, That's right. We'll be discussing the latest in tech gadgets, the education and training sessions offered at the show, and looking ahead a little bit to technology and uh, what uh, law firms are dealing with in the ever-changing technology world. Well, Bob, do you want to introduce our first guest, Adriana Linares? I will do that. Our our first guest is, is, as Craig said, Adriana Linares, who uh, we'd like to welcome back to our program. Adriana is uh, with Law Tech Partners, a legal technology training firm based in Orlando, Florida. Uh, Before launching Law Tech Partners, she spent many years in technology departments of two of Florida's largest law firms, where she was charged with establishing firm-wide training programs and leading technology initiatives. Today, Adriana travels the country delivering tech therapy sessions to firms of all shapes and sizes. She writes regularly for leading legal magazines and websites and hosts her own uh, advice column on her blog, I Heart Tech. Welcome back to the show, Adriana. Thank you. It's a pleasure. Well, also joining us today is Dan Pennington. Dan is the director of Practice Pro with, uh, Practice Pro with Lawyers Professional Indemnity Company. Practice Pro is an innovative claims prevention initiative that provides attorneys with tools and resources to assist them in both adopting risk management strategies into their practices and in adapting to the changing practice climate, in particularly in the area of technology. Dan is well-known in legal technology circles, frequently writes and speaks on law office technology. He's the past president of the Canadian Society for the Advancement of Legal Technology. Currently, he's chair of the 2007 ABA Tech Show. So we're going right to the top. Welcome to the show, Dan. Great to be here. Hello, everybody. Well, let's start the show off by asking uh, each of you what's going to be the, uh, the, the program, what's going to be covered, what kind of things can we get in terms of a preview. Dan? Uh, looking like it's going to be a great show. We've got our highest number of attendees uh, in uh, recent um, uh, memory, um, uh, all sorts of sessions on all sorts of practical topics with a focus on uh, educating people on how to use technology better. Some of the hotter topics that I think we're going to be covering include electronic discovery and records management and and retention. In fact, our keynote speaker is the Honorable Shira Schindlin from the United States District Court in Southern District uh, in New York. 
um, who is um, well noted for her landmark decisions on a case, Zuba Lake versus UBS Warburg, which has kind of set out the rules of engagement for dealing with electronic uh, discovery issues. So it's great to have her as a keynote, and uh, she'll be talking about the new rules of uh, federal civil procedure as well, uh, participating in a moderated discussion with uh, John Jessen of Electronic Evidence Discovery, Inc. on some e-discovery FAQs. Some other hot topics that we'll be covering include the paperless office, uh, PDF, and Adobe Acrobat, um, communicating, connecting, uh, and collaborating uh, via the web. Uh, so several sessions that focus on practical skills in Microsoft Office and learning how to use technology better, uh, working mobile and remotely on the road, and uh, how all this electronic information um, intersects with the world of electronic uh, ethics. And Adriana, what are you uh, looking forward to seeing at the show this year? Electronic discovery, of course, is out there, and it just doesn't grab me as much as mobility and um, helping lawyers find ways to be attached, detached, not attached, definitely detached from their offices and still communicating and being able to, you know, to conduct business from outside the office. What kind of products are you seeing? What's, uh, and let's specifically talk about tech gadgets. Uh, there are a lot of lawyers who like their Blackberries. What kinds of things are being demonstrated at the tech show this year on gadgetry? We actually have a couple of great sessions. I was fortunate enough to be um, appointed as the track leader for the mobility track, so maybe I'm a little biased. But we have a section on software, uh, or one of the sessions is specifically on software that you can install and use on your Blackberries, your Trios, or your laptops to help you be more mobile and access your documents back at the office and collaboration. Then we have another session that uh, two of my favorite people, Lincoln Mead and Reed Trouts, are doing on actual gadgets. So they're going to have all kinds of hardware up there, and some of it will be fun and some of it will be useful. So I'm really excited about that. We've got uh, what is always uh, one of our most popular sessions, uh, so-called 60 Tips in 60 Minutes. Uh, Actually, it was so popular that we converted it into a whole track of sessions, four sessions, each one that focuses in on marketing, uh, management, finances, and technology. And within those, certainly, we'll be touching on a number of the the gadgets that are helpful. We also have a full session on uh, uh, that uh, ever-elusive voice recognition software, and uh, it's uh, now ready for prime time, and uh, loads of people are starting uh, to use it, and uh, exciting that finally you're able to talk to your computer and it will do something uh, and you don't have to type. What's the buzz on Microsoft Vista? Is it going to be the big change or is it going to be the uh, big, I'm not even going to go near it? I think that's the hottest discussion going right now, and it's hard to say, really. You know, I think it's going to take a pioneer or one a uh, strong-minded and strong-willed with a lot of power IT person who says, well, let's give it a try, and I think it'll be a pretty slow roll. You know you know how attorneys are. They're never in a hurry to get there, as long as it works. A lot of people seem to be taking a, a, a wait-and-see uh, approach. Um, uh, there are some uh, new features that are perhaps of, of interest, uh, in, including a, apparently a better and more usable interface and allegedly better security. Uh, The issue for many is that uh, it has extraordinary hardware requirements and many of the computers that are in uh, lawyers' offices uh, just aren't up to running it. 
course, that that raises the the, the greater discussion of, of Windows versus Mac. I mean, there still seems to be. I mean, it, it, it seems to be a dead issue largely, except that there's there's the uh, diehards who continue to use Macs, and I, and I wonder whether uh, that's swinging at all the pendulum on that. I mean, do you, are you seeing any more use of Macs by lawyers? Maybe the two of you are Mac users. I don't know. Well, I call myself Bytech because I have both a Mac and a PC, and I use them interchangeably. And I am, I'm noticing that there is more use of it. Um, attorneys are they're being a little more daring, but they're learning more, and there's a lot of websites and a lot of blogs out there where attorneys are using Macs and talking about it. And I think it really depends on your practice is what it comes down to. Absolutely, an attorney who is pretty self-confined or his practice is and they don't require a lot of outside softwares that haven't been developed for the Mac yet, if you're just doing a lot of emailing and creating documents and scheduling stuff and you don't have any um, big, crazy, specific software needs, a Mac is a perfectly acceptable computer for a lawyer to use. I would agree with Adriana. I think there certainly is increased interest in, in Macs right now, um, both within and without the legal uh, profession. Um, it is certainly now more of an option for lawyers now that the operating system will also let you run uh, DOS or Windows-based rather applications um, on on the Mac environment. So uh, uh, certainly an option that more are looking at. Well, whenever I think about Windows Vista, I, I think of the TV commercial that shows the Windows computer and the Mac computer, the guys who are supposed to be them talking to each other, and the Windows computer has his hospital gown on, and he's about to go in for an upgrade. And, uh, you know, that, that's about how I feel about Windows Vista. I'm just I'm a little scared about making the upgrade. I haven't done it yet. Well, I'll tell you, I've been running it now. Um, I have a couple of different computers. One is running Vista Premium, and the other one is running Vista Windows. It definitely matters on the computer. I upgraded an old computer that I had, and it is kind of a slow roll, and you have to have a lot of patience, and certainly nobody nobody else can sit there. They get very frustrated. But on the new PC, it is beautiful. It really it makes such a difference. It's, it's almost... To me, all technology is fun, but it's almost fun to, to work and play on Vista. So I would certainly encourage people, if they have an extra PC or if there's anything they can do, to try it because it is really nice. Well, let's talk about the uh, changeover from perhaps the Blackberries to the Apple iPhone and look at that compared to the battle of the power phone, the Windows mobile phone. Which one do you think is going to win out? Is the iPhone going to take over the Blackberry? Is the power phone going to just... You know, the serious user is going to stick with that? I'm, uh, I see the iPhone as uh, compelling, uh, compelling and interesting for uh, personal users. Um, uh, I, uh, I don't know that the, the interface, and having certainly not played with it or looked at it super closely, but I'm wondering whether the, the interface will truly let you uh, work at a higher, faster level that you would want to do as um, in kind of the work that lawyers uh, would uh, would want to do, um, and going to more of a power phone format. I I'm thinking that's the way that that more people uh, might be inclined to go, but it's so early on to know right now. Dan, I wonder if you could talk a little bit about. Uh your your role as chairman and and also how how tech show is configured this year uh are are the tracks the same as in past years uh what's the focus of the different programs you're going to be doing sure um being chair of tech show was one of the funnest things i've ever done also one of the most challenging there is a board of 10 
people who uh, assist the chair, and we basically lock ourselves uh, in a room for uh, two days, three times uh, a year, and the first uh, is about kind of setting up logistics the first two days. The second two days is basically building the grid. It takes a lot of time and thought to put 60-odd sessions uh, together. And then the, the, the last two days is basically uh, slotting in the 70-odd um, faculty members into the appropriate uh, uh, sessions. Um, we uh, use a track model. Uh, some of the popular tracks come back uh, year after year. Uh, we evolve, uh, though, as well. And uh, new this year is an Adobe PDF and paperless office track, a basic IT track, uh, what we're calling good, better, best, kind of a, a good practice, better practice, best practices in a number of areas. Um, the going mobile that Adriana already mentioned, uh, a, a track on each of the main applications in the MS Office suite. That's new. Records management, hot issue. So there's a track on that. And the show me how track, which is uh, really focused on practical education. Adriana, you're going to be hosting a session with Ross Codner, Codner involving uh, maintaining a positive outlook. What are you going to be talking about? Outlook. We're going to do a session. Um, I think Outlook or whatever, you know, someone's email and calendaring suite is probably at the heart of their day. So we're going to take a look at Outlook 2003, because that's what most people have, and we're going to shine a little bit on 2007. It does have some great new features that people should, should know about and be aware of in case they are considering taking that dive. Such as? Well, can you tell us, can you give us a little preview of Outlook 2003? Yeah, <laughs> I definitely can. You know, I think when I, when I look at it and I play with it, it probably has the least great new things. Excel is probably one of the most amazing changes that they did, uh, with, or many of the most amazing changes that they did with the Excel. But some of the cool things about Outlook is it's got a new to-do bar that sits on the right-hand side. It's kind of crowded the screen a little bit, but once you get used to it, it gives you a, an aerial view of, of your day and all the things that you have to list. And it's got that the new ribbon instead of the menus, which makes moving around a little bit easier. And hopefully we'll be able to just showcase enough to get people's interest I mean, I wonder about the, the, something I've been following a lot over the last year, as as has anybody involved in legal technology, probably is is the emergence of, of Web 2.0 tools on on the web. Um, and uh, I, I've written a number of times about these, and I, I'm finding uh, more and more. I'm hearing from lawyers who are who are relying almost exclusively on what you might call Web 2.0 tools, and, and particularly with regard to email and calendaring, uh, a lot of people are starting to use Google Gmail and, and Google Calendar as a, their primary uh, 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 calendaring and email tool. Uh, what, do you, what do you see as the uh, application of Web 2.0 to the law office? Uh, and ask either of you that. And, and uh, what are you seeing anything that stands out as particularly um, noteworthy in that realm? Well, for me, when I, when I see those things and I see that trend you know, of people wanting to have access to their information via the web, it certainly sounds great and it's a wonderful idea, but from a business perspective, for an attorney whose entire life is based on being able to find information, manipulate information, and flow information from, let's say, Outlook to Word to their BlackBerry into their document management system and then over to their practice management system. It hasn't evolved yet to the point where you can do all that 
with Web 2.0, which is why I think you need something centralized like Outlook or Entourage that allows you to merge information and grab information and, and push it around. So I know I didn't really answer your question, but... Well, no, you did. I mean, I think that's, that's, that's probably the number one answer is that it, it's not ready for prime time in terms of uh, what, a, what a lawyer really needs uh, in their practice. You know, and again, it comes down to what do you do as a lawyer? Do you not do a lot of calendar? You know, it just it's a, it's an individual decision. But as a whole, I think, you know, you've got to stick with the big big applications that allow you a lot of agility with your information. I would see it as a very individualized decision as well. Um, an awful lot of lawyers do use Outlook as their uh, personal information management, practice management software application. And while Outlook has certainly come um, a long way from the earlier versions of Outlook, and it and it does a lot more now, especially the the more recent versions. Um, uh, there's the whole suite of, of case management or practice management software products that are out there. Uh, Amicus Attorney, uh, Time Matters being two of the most widely used ones that are full and very mature products that go beyond what Outlook offers in terms of managing um, information based on matters as lawyers actually run and operate their offices. So they go more than just calendaring and contact management, but managing to-dos and interrelating everything, document management, document assembly. Uh, and, and they're quite powerful. Um, it takes a fair bit of work to implement them uh, in, in, in your office. Uh, some of those will ultimately move more into a Web 2.0 sphere, but they're not quite there now. Those that are really web literate and web mobile are making use of some of the Web 2.0 um, products that are out there. Um, Google Docs is a, quite a good example that will let you share and, and work or multi look at multiple, let multiple people rather look at individual documents. Um, and, and so it will be a stepping stone uh, to get there. I really enjoy using um, uh, some of the products, and, and the particular one I use is, is GoToMeeting, which lets me um, instantly share my desktop with one or more other people so that even in the middle of a phone call you're looking at a particular document, you can put that up, let other people look at it, comment it, even edit it as, as a group of people. And, and I find that's much better than, okay, I'll circulate the document after the meeting and we can look at it and edit it and get back to each other somewhere down the line. You can do it instantly in real time. Let's talk about who's uh, surging ahead and who's faltering. There's been a bit of a buzz recently about uh, Time Matters' recent upgrade and it faltering in terms of not providing, uh, it fixing a number of bugs that were in the program and creating additional bugs that weren't there in the first place. What have you heard about uh, who's who's surging ahead and who's falling a bit behind in terms of the quality of some of these larger conglomerate-style programs? Um, with any upgrade, there are always um, uh, issues. In particular, I'm, I'm hearing uh, that Vista is causing some issues with some of the practice management software um, uh, products. Um, uh, I, it's a matter of, um, uh, you know, Amicus uh, is a, a very GUI-based interface, and it's uh, relatively easy to... Uh, learn uh, to use. It's a familiar uh, kind of context for people clicking on pages and tabs in a, in a datebook kind of style format. Um, Time Matters is more like an Outlook uh, type of screen, a database screen where there's lots of options and choices and it can be a little bit more 
confusing to, uh, to, to learn to use. Um, both have their strengths and their weaknesses. I think it's, it's up to people to really look at what do I need to do, what do I want to do, and what are the particular products that let me do that and picking the one that best fits your personal preferences. We need to take a short break, uh, so stay with us, and when we return, we'll uh, get some further thoughts and some final thoughts from our guests. We invite you to visit Law.com for timely legal news and in-depth resources. From daily headlines to practice-specific updates, Law.com provides up-to-date information to those working in the legal profession. As part of its coverage, Law.com is proud that J. Craig Williams' blog, May It Please the Court, and Robert Ambrogi's blog, Law Sites, are part of its blog network. Don't wait any longer. Visit Law.com today and get free subscriptions of our Newswire newsletter with the top legal stories of the day. Or sign up for a free trial subscription to one of our Practice Center sections. If you found us in the podcast library of iTunes, thanks for listening. Check out some of our other shows at LegalTalkNetwork.com and become a member. It's free. Lawyer to Lawyer is produced by the Legal Talk Network and a staff of broadcast professionals. If you have an idea for a topic or a show, we want to hear from you. Go to LegalTalkNetwork.com and send us an email. If you have a comment or question, we want to hear from you. Leave us a message on the Legal Talk Network listener line at 781-634-8959. We really do listen to the messages and even answer your questions on our next show. Did you know that Legal Talk Network podcasts are also available as CLE? Visit Law.com's CLE Center at www.clecenter.com. That's CLECenter.com to enjoy listening and get CLE credit. A video settlement documentary can be the most powerful and persuasive way to bring about a speedy settlement in your client's case. The Boston Media Group has a staff of television professionals with 20 years' experience writing and producing compelling stories just like the ones you've seen on 60 Minutes or Dateline. We put a human face on the lawsuit with compelling interviews, dramatizations, and visual presentations of the fact. Think of it as a video opening argument that will compel the attorneys on the other side to settle. Call us for a consult at 800-317-5221. That's 800-317-5221. Or check out our website at bostonmediagroup.com. Welcome back to Lawyer to Lawyer on the Legal Talk Network. This is Bob Ambrogi. And I'm Craig Williams. Today we're getting a preview of the 2007 ABA Tech Show, which takes place this week in Chicago from Wednesday through Saturday. And joining us are two members of the 2007 Tech Show Planning Board, Adriana Linares of Law Tech Partners and Dan Pennington, who's a director of Practice Pro with the Lawyers Professional Indemnity Company and chair of the 2007 uh, ABA Tech Show. Well, let's talk for a bit, just a moment, about some of the newbies that are coming into the Tech Show. If you're there for the first time, or you're just now trying to figure out how legal technology works, what advice would you give first-time attendees? Uh, come to the uh, welcome session, which is at 8 a.m. on uh, Thursday. That'll give you a 20-minute uh, overview of uh, where to go. What to do? There's a handy uh, grid in the centerfold of our program guide that sets out all 60 
odd sessions. Um, a great way to kind of go through and look because they ha- we have six concurrent tracks or seven concurrent tracks in some places. A great way to pick out the uh, individual sessions that would most um, interest you. By far the most valuable thing that uh, I came away from my six or seven times at Tech Show has been meeting other people interested in legal technology. So I would encourage people to um, take any opportunity to meet new people, network uh, with people. We are doing Taste of Tech Show dinners where you can sign up and go out with uh, uh, other attendees on particular different topics of interest. And we've got a whole slate of uh, good topics for uh, those uh, dinners. Stay away from the bar and the Sheraton lobby. That's important advice. That's the hangout. That's where all, that's where all the magic happens. Oh, Frank, I mean, you know, that's where people meet and they schmooze and you make the connections so that when you leave Tech Show, you have those people to uh, call on later when you have some questions. I wanted to mention that one of my favorite things that we've done this year is organize a conference concierge where first-time attendees who don't know what to do and can't figure it out and maybe don't know another uh, soul in the, per- in the place can come to the conference concierge and say, well, I came to the show to learn about this, and hopefully the conference concierge will be able to point them to experts on that topic, sessions they should attend, and vendors that they should visit. So that's one of the new and exciting things I think we've got going for this year. Dan, after last year's show, there were uh, some complaints about the venue, uh, and I wonder if those were addressed in any way and what the plans are there. Um, well, we always hear from from people that uh, you know, some complaints. Um, uh, we this is actually our our last year at the at the Sheridan. Next year, we're off to uh, the Hilton, which is uh, a very uh, nice uh, setting. Um, uh, I think uh, this year uh, the hotel staff has been great, uh, working hard with us to make sure that all our our needs uh, are met, so expecting there shouldn't be any difficulties this year. And the wireless is going to work? As far as we know, there's already been people on the wireless. For first-time attendees, I also probably should mention that there's actually a document on the Tech Show website, www.techshow.com, which is specifically for first-time attendees and runs them through the different things that they should think about uh, to get more out of the show. As you do the planning for this show and you're thinking about doing next year's show, what kinds of um, what's in the fu- what what does the future hold for legal technology? We right now we're dealing with electronic documents and e-discovery and uh, paperless offices and the things that you mentioned in terms of uh, electronic dictation. What kinds of things are on the horizon? What are we going to see come down the pike next? Well, we're all still waiting for the killer app that does everything, that you know, one case management system that can do your, all your case management, your contact management, your marketing, and your, your time and billing. So maybe at some point we'll get that, that great killer app that does all that. And, of course, it will run on a Mac just as well as it runs on a PC. Dan, what are your thoughts? Uh, I think there's loads of people out there that still have a fair uh, fair ways to go uh, with uh, uh, technology. So th- there will be broader excitement about some of the, the practice management software that's out there as more people get up to speed on the voice recognition. It'll kind of it'll move through everybody. I think probably the biggest change that the, what we'll focus on more next year. I'm, I, I expect we'll probably have a session or two on on Macs in a law office. Um, probably more stuff on the web because you know the web is just reaching into everything and anything that 
lawyers are doing from running their practice to operating it to management to marketing it. Uh, so you see more on, on the different things that Web and Web 2.0 is going to bring us. Maybe Web 2.0 is going to be the killer app. What do you think about the virtual office? Uh, do you think that the introduction of video now on the web is going to be able to, one of the complaints that lawyers always have, the reason that we have offices together is so we can walk down the hall and consult with our other lawyers about a thorny problem we're trying to figure out. Do you think that video is going to create the virtual office? I think it's going to take a little while for that to actually happen. Um, but, you know, as attorneys become more and more comfortable with using some of this newfangled technology, they might, I, you know, I have personal experience with a, a very expensive video conferencing system that we installed once at one of the large law firms I worked at, and it really didn't change much. I don't think there's anything like meeting and greeting and shaking hands and, and doing that. I think it'll definitely take care of some of the, the smaller needs, you know, short call conferences and short calls. Who knows? I'm, I, I would look at it from a generational point of view. Um, I, the older generation is, is very more comfortable and familiar with the face-to-face -face meeting, and certainly that has its place and there are benefits in doing um, that. The younger generation is so in touch and in tune with IM and, and, and the other kind of instant forms of communication. That's the way they do their networking and, and their communication. Uh, I don't know that it's better or not. It's different. It's a matter of what your your preferences are, and I, I think you'll see different strokes for uh, for different folks on that. We're about near the end of our time, so we want to give each of you an opportunity to just uh, give us your final thoughts on this, and also to tell our listeners how they can find out more about you and, and about ABA Tech Show. So, Dan, let's start with you. Um, uh, my uh, Law Pro's uh, risk management site is uh, www.lawpro.ca, L-A-W-P-R-O.ca, or www.practicepro.ca. All sorts of great risk management uh, resources there, and it's all free. It's all available for everybody. Uh, uh, for more information on TechShow, uh, www.techshow.com. I'm more than welcome to uh, have anybody and everybody come out that uh, can make it. You can register on site uh, for the full conference or for just solo small firm day, which is on Friday, a special day of programming uh, specifically focused at small solo small firm folks at a special price just for the day. You can attend all of the events that are uh, on Friday. And lastly, if you just have an hour or two and would like to get up to speed on some of the legal technology vendors that are out there, 140 booths, uh, over 100 uh, vendors exhibiting at the show, and that's totally free. Just come on out, register for an Expo Hall Pass, and uh, enjoy the Expo Hall. All right, and Adriana, final thoughts from you, and where can our readers or listeners find out more about you? My final thoughts would be, if you can't get to Tech Show this year, plan on it for next year. And if you can't do that, then definitely research the web and find out about everything that's out there. There are so many great resources available to attorneys. From a training perspective, which I always have, it all just comes down to educating yourself about these new things and whether or not they're going to work for you. And our lawyers are the future of technology. It all depends on what they adapt and what they adopt and what they like and what they don't. So I definitely encourage even the, the attorney who's, who's the most afraid to just get out there and learn a little bit more. And there are some great blogs. One of um, my favorites is iHeartTech.com, where I write about legal technology and gadgets and all kinds of things that I hope uh, readers find useful. 
Well, thank you very much, and uh, uh, I would just echo that anybody uh, who's in the Chicago area who hasn't already signed up uh, or who has a frequent flyer ticket and wants to fly to Chicago uh, should uh, hurry on over to the Sheraton and take part in Tech Show for the next three days. One last question for you. Will the Tech Show be podcast or videocast? Yes. Uh, the ABA CLE department is uh, taping, uh, I think, a about 15 or 18 of the sessions, um, including the keynote, and that those will be made available to uh, people. I think we're going to make two or three of the sessions uh, available for free. The other will be uh, for fee. Well, that's great. Well, thank you very much. It's been a pleasure to have you two on the program and learn all about Tech Show and the new technology. We really appreciate your time. Bob, as always, a pleasure to talk with you, too. Yep, good to talk to you, Craig, and thanks to both of our guests. Thank thanks very much. Great to be here. Thanks again for listening to Lawyer to Lawyer with J. Craig Williams and Robert Ambrogi. We hope you'll listen again and check out our other shows on the Legal Talk Network. Lawyer to Lawyer has been sponsored by Law.com. The Lunch Hour Legal Marketing Podcast, your resource for the tips and tactical advice you need to grow your business. Plus, keep up with the news and commentary you crave to stay one step ahead. It's hosted by me, Guy Sakalakis. And me, Conrad Som. Every other week, we break down the issues holding back your marketing strategy and talk about the changes you need to be prepared for. Check out the Lunch Hour Legal Marketing Podcast wherever you get your podcasts or on YouTube.